This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. You know, I feel like we may be coming to the end of the two-term presidency. Just in time. What's, <laughs> what's up? Hey, uh, this is Mark K. Saves the Republic. Thanks so much for joining us today, folks. Hope you had a great weekend. And we're back for uh, about a week. Look, a couple things I need to let you know about. First of all, we've got about a week before we take off for uh, the holidays. We have a week before Christmas that we take off. And then we come back after Christmas. I don't know. Uh, I don't know when we decided that, you know, you got you to gotta figure it out. Is it the week before Christmas, after Christmas, what's better? But this is just the way we've, uh, we've always done it. It seemed to work for us. So we'll have podcasts all this week. No probs, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then probably none until we get back on the 27th. So something to mentally prepare for, because I know sometimes if you go to your iTunes or you go to your Spotify and there's no podcast there, I know people are, um, you know, they don't, it messes with your routine. And I understand, I get all that. When my voice was gone for two weeks, people were really upset. And I, and I feel bad that I, I had to take that two weeks off, but I had to, you know, get my voice back in, in order. And now we're going away for the holidays, but I think a lot of other people are too. So it shouldn't be that much of a, shouldn't be that much, much of a, of a stretch also, but we do have some really cool things going on, uh, before oh, hold on one second. I'm getting a message about our K's kids. Okay, good. Um, K's kids, of course, again, back on, on for this entire week as we wrap it up. Now we've got, uh, we've got a couple of really special programming notes though, that I want to make sure you, you're aware of in our locals group, which is growing by leaps and bounds in which we've We've really figured out how to make the most out of. We have a couple of things that are exciting. First of all, tomorrow, Tuesday, Hannah and I will be doing another post-show live. Uh, post-show live means that after the show, well, we go live. Um, and so I think that's basically what it means. So what we're going to do is we are going to, um, we are going to, what am I going to do? Oh, yeah. So we do our show from noon to three live Eastern time. And then at three o'clock, we fire up the old we fire up the old live stream on locals and we do another 30 minutes and we just kind of, you know, shoot the breeze and hang out and answer questions and tell stories. And it's just a, it's a whole heck of a lot of fun. Um, and we'll be doing that again tomorrow. Then next week on Friday, the 23rd, we have our first ever, uh, it's called content plus. And this is a fan. This is a full one and a half hour special. You can only see it on locals and it's us counting down the top 40 woke folk of 2022. The top 40, we did something similar at Thanksgiving with Thanks Gaffing, where we played back the top 20, I'm sorry, the top 40 political gaffes of the year. It was fantastic. Um, and so we're doing it again this year. But this year, it you know, with Thanksgiving, we didn't actually record it. We didn't have an, a video of it. We just basically, um, you know, we basically, I mean, we didn't, have a, we didn't have a video of it. So we just played it on the air. Uh, but this time, what we're going to do is we're, we're going to record it. We're going to edit it. We're going to make it a full-length feature, almost like a special um, you know, the kind of thing you would see on, on Hulu or, or Netflix or whatever. And, um, and we're going to air that, but we're going to air it only on locals. And it's only available to uh, people who, <clears throat> pardon me, people who purchase the one-time content plus fee or like you pay like your ticket basically. Or if you are an annual subscriber, then you get it. No problem. You get it. Absolutely. It's part of your package. So hold on. Let me get some water real quick. I forgot my water. Uh, liquid death. I forgot my water this morning at home, so I have to grab some water quickly here um, because I'm talking. So anyway, 
that happens on the 23rd. You can go now, by the way, to our locals page and you can uh, you can go ahead and see for yourself that it's there. You can subscribe. You can make sure that you're ready to go because December 23rd at noon, that's when that will go live. And that's when you'll be able to uh, experience it. It's very, 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 very exciting. Okay, so today, I was talking to my buddy Larry Hanskin at uh, WHIO. Every Monday, we do a little quick, you know, a little back and forth, uh, what's going on in the world, that kind of thing. And Larry Hanskin, uh, you know, one of the things I talked about was how it seems like there's all this investigation going on everywhere. You know, Elon Musk is releasing all these Twitter files. He's delving into the past about how Twitter worked with the media and with the Joe Biden White House and the Democrats to suppress information to alter the course of the election, how they were they were manipulating free speech, that kind of thing. And um, and we're learning more and more about it all day, not just with the election, but with covid and everything else. Um, and people were suppressed. Republican accounts, conservative accounts were shut down or just turned down. The volume was just, you know, we're done. Um, and now it's all coming to light under the new ownership, which was one of the fears that I think the Twitter board had when Elon Musk uh, made his offer to buy it. Um, so that's the first thing. Then you've got, of course, the oversight in the Biden, uh, I'm sorry, in the House of Representatives into the Joe Biden laptop and the Joe Biden White House and the Joe Biden selling of, in, of influence scandal. And again, we need to make sure it's not the Hunter Biden scandal. It is a Joe Biden scandal. This has everything to do with Joe Biden and his entire crime family. The Hunter Biden laptop, sure, that's the entry point. That's where all of the evidence is being held and, and, and kept that's where we're going to find out the truth. But it's a Joe Biden scandal. And this is an investigation into the president, not necessarily his son. Uh, so that's important to realize. But then there's also the flip side of that, which is Hunter Biden and Joe Biden's, um, I guess you would say allies. And I saw this on the New York Post today, which is probably the only paper that I really trust anymore. But the New York Post was talking about how Biden's allies are starting to get together their defense. And one of the things that they're trying to do in order to defend Joe and Hunter Biden is to tamper with witnesses. And they're doing it right out in the open. They uh, published, they, what they did was they basically came up with a plan on how they're going to sue Tony Bobolinsky. They're going to sue, uh, the, what's the name, Isaac, the guy that worked at the, at the laptop shop. They have this plan on, on litigating these people into silence. They're, they're, they have the high-powered attorneys and California politicians and friends of Joe Biden who are working diligently to make sure that these people never talk to make sure that these people never say what they know, to make sure that Joe Biden is protected. And it's really interesting the way they're doing it. First of all, they're doing it. They've, they've, lab, they've, they've kind of gotten together in this weird think tank of how to suppress the evidence against Hunter and Joe Biden. And then they published an article or an, or an op-ed in the Washington Post, because that's a very Joe Biden-friendly paper, and they said, hey, here's what we're doing. Now, you might be wondering, why would they outline that kind of thing? Why would they tell everyone what they're doing? We already know what they're up to. Why are they now making it public? And that's a very important, there's a very important legal reason for that, because they're doing it separate from the White House. And if they can publish an article saying, we are working independently from the White House, here's what we're planning to do, when they actually go and do it, they can then point to that article and say, no, 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 this is separate from the White House. This is independent of any kind of White House investigation or investigation into what Joe Biden knows nothing about this. This is all just us friends of Joe Biden working independently when really we know that's not the case. The Democrats, they all work together. The media, social media, big tech, Joe Biden, um, the CDC, the FBI, all of those agencies, they're all working in tandem to suppress um, the opposition, which is conservatives. So that's all going on. So I'm thinking about this and I'm looking at it and I'm like, man, 
you've got Donald Trump, who was impeached twice by the Democrats. You've got the media suppressing information. You've got Twitter suppressing information. You've got big tech colluding with the White House. You've got everybody on one side attacking everybody on the other side. For four years with Donald Trump, it was the left attacking the right. Um, now it's the left uh, you know, basically trying to protect themselves. And then next year, in, on January 3rd, when, when Jim Jordan takes over the Judiciary Committee and, and James Comer comes in and the investigations begin, then it's going to be the right in attacking and investigating and holding accountable the left. And I imagine there'll be impeachments of, I don't know, um, Mayorkas, hopefully Biden. We'll see what happens. Uh, we're going to get more evidence out there. But it seems to me like if it, like this is the new political norm, that as soon as you take over, you're going to have to investigate the wrongdoing of your political adversary. And you're going to have to do everything you can to discredit that person while you're in office. It's no longer just a campaign thing. It used to be about the campaign. During the campaign, you try to tell everybody this dude's bad or this woman's horrible. And then after the campaign was over, you were like, all right, well, we lost. Let's get back to work. And then four years later, you would do it all again. Uh-uh. Now it's a perpetual thing. The Democrats started with Donald Trump. They said Donald Trump's horrible. They did it for like a year. The campaign was over. The election went down. And Donald Trump won. And instead of saying, okay, we lost, let's govern for four years and then come back. They said, no, no, we're going to continue to drive home the point that Donald Trump's evil and bad and horrible. And we're going to use, um, we're going to use the constitution. We're going to try to bastardize this idea of, of, um, of um, impeachment. And we're going to do it. We're going to do it for something. We're going to use it for something that it was never meant to be used for. And that is to continue to cast, you know, throw shade on our political adversary. Now that that's the case, now that the Republicans and the Republicans have to do it, they can't not, they can't just sit back. I mean, Joe Biden actually has legitimate things he's done in his past um, that could be cause for concern in our future. He's legitimately compromised with China. His whole family is. And that's something that definitely needs to be investigated, but it, it looks like it's the new norm. And there was a poll today. I forget Rasmussen or someplace. Uh, they asked people, would you, who would you like to see run in 2024? And then who wouldn't you like to see run? And nobody apparently that they polled or a, a vast majority of the people they polled didn't want Joe Biden or Donald Trump to run again in 2020. They didn't want any, They don't like any of them. And I have to believe that the constant negativity, the constant back and forth, the constant, you know, uh, spotlight on the, on the political misgivings and whatnot and the lies basically and the suppression and the, and the, you know, the, the short attention span, because of social media, because of the way things come so quickly at us, we definitely have a shorter attention span. In the old days, you used to get your news once a day. It was in the form of the newspaper. And that was it. And then you went about your business. So you didn't know as much about the ins and outs, the political ongoings, the cycle of, of news stories, what was happening in the world. You didn't know what was going on in Washington. You didn't have any of this information. You know, if Brittany got Griner got released, you knew about it like two days later. And then... Uh, you didn't find out about all the other bad stuff about how, oh, we could have gotten Paul Whelan home. Oh, Joe Biden was really bad. Oh, look, the Kremlin is making fun of us. That took weeks and weeks to uncover. It was a much slower moving uh, news system. Now we get so much stuff that we're inundated and I think we get bored easily. I think our neural processors just can't handle it. And because of the overflow of information, we're like, let's move on to the next thing fast. And as a result, I don't believe that it's going to be easy for presidents to win two terms back to back anymore between the political bickering between the arbitrary attacks and impeachments between the media sensationalism and suppression of information. Um, I really believe now that we're looking at probably a future that will be riddled with one term presidents. 
And that's fine if they're Democrats, because Democrats, in my opinion, don't even believe it, don't even uh, deserve a single term. But really bad, I think, for the country as a whole, because it doesn't give any one person the ability or the time or the, um, you know, uh, really, I mean, I guess just the time and to get their, their footing to find those pol- political allies that they need and to make whatever substantive changes they need to make. Donald Trump did a lot in four years. Had he had another four years, think about what he could have done. But whoever the next president is, if it's Ron DeSantis or some Democrat, I think the same thing's going to happen. You're going to start seeing people tiring of hearing about this person, about the negativity, the attacks. Um, and, and again, on either side of the aisle, and it's going to really reduce the amount of time that people are content to have one single solitary leader. And if you do that, I think it weakens the United States as a whole. I think you need more than four years for a leader to really make inroads with, say, like China or Putin or any of the other. I mean, imagine, like, look what happened in Ukraine. After four years of Donald Trump, Vladimir Putin did nothing. One year of Joe Biden and Ukraine's in turmoil. And, and you know, and, and we've got the merchant of death out there now doing other stuff. So you really need a little bit, you know, I'm not saying more than eight years, but I'm saying eight years seems to be like a good solid number where you can get a lot done. And, uh, and I think that the media and I think that the sensationalism and the lies and the suppression of the truth is ruining that. And if we only have a long string of four year presidents from here on out, it's going to really be bad uh, for the United States of America. All right, go to our locals page, markk.locals.com, markk.locals.com. Save up, say, uh, sign up there so that you can, you can watch me and Hannah tomorrow. You can watch the top 40 uh, woke folk of 2022. And you can interact with a bunch of other, you know, freedom defending, liberty loving patriots who are just working together every day to do the one thing that we all know needs to be done. And that is to save the republic.